Thanks for listening to the Swearing In Podcast, where you'll hear the origin stories of those who chose to serve. So ground your gear, take a seat, and listen up. The Swearing In Podcast starts right now. Hello and welcome to the Swearing In Podcast. I am your host, Marty Smith, and today I speak with Marine Lance Corporal Samuel Myers. Sam grew up in Ventura, California and graduated high school in 1984. After a brief time at the Philadelphia Phillies camp, Sam took a job in offshore drilling. He decided that three years of that backbreaking work was enough and went to see the Marines recruiter in Ventura, California. In June 1989, he went to MCRD San Diego for boot camp under an open contract. His MOS became 0811 Field Artillery Cannoneer, and his first assignment was to 3rd Battalion, 11th Marine Regiment in 29 Palms, California in 1990. During his unit's UDP to Okinawa, Iraq invaded Kuwait. So Sam and his unit were then sent to Kuwait, where he saw action in Desert Storm, and the Battle of Kafji. After the Gulf War and a brief time back at home at 29 Palms, his unit was sent to Mogadishu, Somalia for Operation Restore Hope. After spending 36 months in combat zones, Sam exited active duty in July 1993. Now this concludes your pre-brief, so let's get on with the interview. Well, today uh, I'm joined by Marine Lance Corporal Samuel Myers. Sam, thanks for joining me and thanks for telling your story, man. I appreciate it. Oh, glad to be here. Thanks for uh, wanting to, you know, spend some time with me to get to know a little bit about about me and my uh, service to the Marine Corps. Uh, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to all these stories. So, uh, where'd you grow up, Sam? So I uh, grew up in a town called Ventura, California. Oh, Ventura, jeez. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of right there on the beach, but I uh, wasn't a beach guy. I was a athlete the whole way growing up. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, wow, a lot of volleyball out there on Ventura Beach to get you going, right? A lot of uh, volleyball and bikinis, I suppose, right? Uh, yeah, there was that, but I was so uber-focused on I was a baseball and football guy. And, oh, you are? Yeah. So, uh, what uh, – what, uh, where was Muscle Beach? Was that Venice? Venice Beach. was that. Is that north or, or south of Ventura? That would uh, that would be south of. Excuse me. Yeah, that would be south of Ventura. Okay. Okay. So north of Ventura is, is uh, like you go into Carpinteria and Santa Barbara, and when you start going south, you know you got Malibu and oh, you know, oh I got gotcha. you. Run into L.A., Santa Monica, all that. Where's Huntington? Huntington's south, Newport, oh, Orange County. Okay. <laughs> So. so baseball and football. So that's uh, you're doing that in high school, right? Where'd you go to high school at? So I um, I went to high school and ended up going to high school in three different oh. uh, three different high schools. Uh, family moved up to a place called Bakersfield, California, and I went to high school up there. I went to Highland High and West High in Bakersfield, and then I ended up when mom and dad mom and dad got divorced when I was uh, fifteen. Wow. And that's uh, age. yeah, that's tough. <clears throat> and I ended up. In a place called Baytown, Texas. Oh God! Yeah, 
By all all of this during high school? Yeah. So I went to three high schools in four years. God dang. But um, still a starter on uh, you know varsity and football and baseball. I mean, I was a freshman starter in varsity baseball and football. Wow. Then all the way through. Were you a, a infield guy or you a pitcher? So third base. Um, oh, hot corner, huh? Yep, third base. Uh, but I, I moved over to third base because some guy named Robin Ventura. Uh, who, oh, my uh, God, really? Yeah, some guy uh, some guy named Robin uh, was a uh, shortstop with me. Well, was, uh, he, he moved to Milwaukee, though, right? Uh, so. Yeah, he's the one that rushed Nolan Ryan and got, you know, Oh, that Nolan got the uppercut on when yeah. he came out there? Oh, no kidding. That was great. That was a great one. Yeah, yeah. I called him that night, and I'm like, Robin, what the f- are you thinking? <laughs> the guy wrestles cows. Oh, yeah, <laughs> right, right. Nolan Ryan's a big farm guy, right? Yeah, and I'm from Alvin, Texas, and I'm yeah. just like, dude, <laughs> there's other guys. <laughs> right, right, right. Then you yeah, talk go take out go, go rush Maddox yeah. or somebody like that. They, that's the guy you want to rush, yeah. right? Yeah, you, I mean, you dropped your bat and you went you know, <laughs> face down a guy that wrestles steers and cows. And oh, by the way, throws a hundred miles an hour too. So. Oh, by the way, um, wow, that's that's crazy. Uh, so you must have had your eye on a scholarship or something like that coming out of high school, right? Yeah, you know another couple guys, uh, Randall Cunningham, Randall. Jeez. Yeah, Randall's quarterback. It was quarterback for yeah. us. Off, off my pop order football team, we had six starters in the NFL, and off my little league team, we had uh, five starters in the major leagues. So wow. yeah, I mean, I was drafted by the Phillies and out of high school. Um, <clears throat> so I mean, I, yeah, that was my whole thing. I, I was, I was going to be the next big thing in baseball or football. I thought, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Reality, reality, finally. You know, sunk in. You know, when when I when I knew I couldn't hit a slider, so I oh god, yeah, yeah right, I couldn't right. hit a slider. That kind of changed things up for me quite a bit. It, it, whenever you hit that class and you step up in that class, and you're like, okay, I'm ready to I'm ready to take these guys down, and you're like, oh my god, these guys are <laughs> yeah, ne- next level. And I mean, next level. And, yeah. and you know, in the minute anybody knows that you, they're especially in baseball that there's an out pitch on you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Next year. Sure. You know what I mean? Right. You, you just gotta be next level to be able to sustain if you have a out pitch. So yeah, see. sure. I understand. All right. So, uh, so what did you go to a ball? Did you go to, uh, their camp or. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was in Darby, uh, Pennsylvania, upper yeah. Darby, Havertown area. And, uh, it, I, I wasn't, I wasn't going to go to the show. Yeah. No yeah. reason to, you know, no reason to, um, you know, stick around. Yeah. And so, keep trying. Cause there are guys who will spend years and years, right? Yeah. I mean, on that minor league salary, which. Yeah. And back then you weren't getting any younger and the pay wasn't going up. Nah, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Um, so you're a real bull Durham life there for a little bit, right? For a little bit, and then I um, then I started working offshore. Did offshore drilling. I, I transitioned into my whole family's oil field, so I oh okay okay. So I transitioned into working offshore. Started off as a roustabout, and then worked up to be a roughneck, and then worked up to be a you know a Derek Ann on a on a triple, which is a, a top drive a drilling rig. Where were you doing this out of? Santa Barbara Channel. I was flying out of Galita on a helicopter. 
Jeez. <laughs> Flying out platform harvest um, was was seven twelfths. Was working you know eighty four hours yeah. a week, seven days on, seven days off. Pretty good money though for for the yeah, it's pretty time good time you're putting in. But you know when you're a young man, I mean I, that was uh, I was twenty. So from twenty to twenty three is that's kind of what I, I did that for three years. But I found myself you know getting off the rig after seven days of you know working hard right to partying hard and right right i'd end up in cabo or i'd end up somewhere and oh man then show up at the helicopter and just as long as you were back uh on your time right yeah, yeah just as long as you were back you know when you had to catch the helicopter so oh was, my god yeah what a life right what a what, life yeah what when did you graduate did you graduate 85 84 oh 84 all right so uh you're doing this you're breaking your back but you're you're drinking it all away. Um, where, how's the military creep in? To well, you? I, I always, so nothing for me has ever been easy in life. <laughs> um, you know, I, I used to say I'm, I was self-made, but the older I've become, I, I realized just how much I rely on God and I'm God made. Yeah. Yeah. You don't realize it at the time. Right. But, uh, no, you, and you, and yet, cause I've done the same thing. I'm like, Ooh, Hey, thanks for all those times that I, <laughs> I barely made it out of there. So, yeah, I mean, I, I can, that's a whole nother story. That whole, you know, 20 year old to 23 year old. That's, that's, you know, something to unpack at another time. But, um, sounds like, uh, so I, uh, I was doing that, you know, for three years from 20 to 23. And I'm, and I, you know, I went to the helicopter the last time and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, and oh, you had the aha moment, huh? Yeah, I just kinda... I just said to myself, you know, because there was other things I was doing that was not really nice. Oh, and um, <clears throat> let's just say I, I I said, well, you know, <clears throat> I'm tired of this life. Yeah, I always wanted to be a marine. I always wanted really. Be, yeah, I always wanted uh, just the challenge. I mean, you know, because I played at a high level in in sports, and I was you know I was a middle linebacker. You know, and I wore oh. number fifty-one, which is Dick Butkus's number. Oh, and, nice, yeah, yeah. And I thought I was Dick Butkus, you know. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> I mean, I played strong side linebacker. Um, you know. Anyway, I played. Yeah, that's that's taking on a lot of guys coming after you. So. Yeah, and I mean, I'm five nine, two two thirty-five. So hey, you know, I'm rock. not. But I'm not six two, yeah. two fifty. You know, everybody they'll say. You know, anyway. So yeah, five nine two thirty five, undersized linebacker, but probably one of the best you'll ever see play linebacker. Oh, and and um, <clears throat> you know, I, I just love football, love baseball. Yeah. And but I but I had to work at it, and I worked at it hard. Yeah. And and that's why I love the Marine Corps because of the challenge. You know, I, I you know I looked at the Air Force, I looked at the Army, I, I looked at the Navy, and you know, I just always, you know, I. I'm one of those kind of guys. I have to be that tip of the spear kind of guy. I have to be right in the middle of it. Sure. And it's just my 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 personality type. <laughs> and so that so I got on the helicopter that last time. I'm like, you know what? When I get off this bitch. I'm gonna when I get off this seven days. I'm gonna go see a marine recruiter. And I I, went I, why why the military? Why 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 wasn't there any like uh, I'm gonna try another job? I'm going to try something else civilian-wise. You went straight to the military. Well, um, that's a good question. You know, it was one of them deals where um, I also 
needed to make sure I was somewhere safe. And, um, because there were some other things going on in my life that potentially could have went the wrong way. Okay. All right. <laughs> and I saw, I saw the writing on the wall, so to speak. Oh, nice. Well, a lot of guys don't get that. So uh, in a way you're lucky that you had that moment. You know? Yeah. I, there was some other stuff going on that I was not, that I was participating in that, you know, wasn't real nice. And, sure. Sure. Um, so I, you know, I, I had that epiphany, that, that aha moment. I'm like, you know, uh, I'm not getting any younger. Uh, I'm going to miss the window. And oh, by the way, if I don't go, there could be some real legal ramifications coming oh, my way. Okay. All right. Now we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> some, some real shit. So you get done with that seven day shift. God, seven twelves. Wow. And, uh, you go into recruiter. Yeah. I, I go in. Where was that at? Where'd you, where, where'd you go see the recruiter? It was in Ventura. It was in Ventura. Oh, it was. Okay. Yeah. And it, see, and I got looked- thrown by, I got thrown by when you went to Texas. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because you graduated I out of Ventura and then you were working offshore out of Ventura. Back, yeah. Because I went back, I, I went back to California. Oh, all right. Um, when I was uh, 20 to go work offshore. Okay. And I, and that was because of some of my, my, my dad's relationships with the oil field. I got it. <laughs> so that's so I went back and like I said from 20 to 23 and then at, you know that that last that last time I, you know I just knew something was not right and yeah. I, you know, I felt I was going to lose my window to go in because of my age so I went at 23 and I went into the marine recruiter there in Ventura and he looked at me he's like how can I help you I said well I said uh, how, how quick can you get me to oh. uh you know maps yeah and he's like hey i got you you got me back yeah we okay yep so um so talked to the marine recruiter and looked at me and he's like um have you been arrested is there something going on that i need to know about and I'm like, uh, sure. No. I guess that's a fair question. Yeah. I said no. I said uh, <clears throat> no. I just I've always wanted to be a marine, and and uh, I'm ready to go in. And he says, "Well, you're kind of older than." Yeah. Right. You're kind of older. You're, how old are you? I said, "Well, I'm I'm 23." And he says, "I said, um, you know, how fast can you get me to maps? You know, can you get yeah. me there in 30 days?" He's like, "Can you pass a drug test?" I said, "Give me three days." <laughs> so uh, I said I can't pass one right now, but I'll be back in three days and I'll be able to pass it. So we'll get back you here ch- in three days. You chugging orange juice and everything else, so you. <laughs> he says, "Get back here, you know, three days." So yeah, um, that's what I did. And uh, three days later, went in open contract. Oh wow! Did you take the what? Uh, um... What was the damn test? Uh, the ASVAB? Yeah, ASVAB. Yeah. So, I mean, I could have done, you know, any, any he said, I, you know, I, the ASVAB, I could have had any job in, in the Marine Corps I wanted. Oh, nice. But my, nice. But, but, you know, you had to have, you know, openings for the school, da-da-da. Yeah. And that would, you know, hold you up from going to boot camp based on when you could go into your school, da-da-da. Like, yeah. I got to go now. Um, huh. <laughs> so. All right. So, uh, he. You went open contract, so your job's not going to be determined until sometime through boot, right? 
Yeah, through boot, correct. Based on how you you know do a boot camp and yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, thirty days later, I was standing on the yellow footprints. No kidding. What uh, uh, what year was that, and where did you go? So it was nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, uh, June of nineteen eighty nine, and I went into MCRD San Diego. Oh, nice. The yep. quote unquote Hollywood Marine, right? Hollywood Marine, correct. <laughs> you guys, you guys give each other such a ration of shit over that. It's great. Yeah, at least I was in the Marine Corps and I wasn't in the Air Wing. Yeah, right, right. Or or uh, the damn Navy. So yeah. Um, uh, okay, so you step into boot and in what that summer? Yeah. So uh, June to basically July of '89. Wow. wow. <coughs> was and, it? Uh, uh, what's your first thoughts getting off the bus? Was it? I mean, were you kind of preparing yourself anyway? You kind of, and you're a little bit older, so you're not a, f- away from home for the first time like some of those yeah, kids. Yeah, a right? little, little bit older. You know, have been on teams my whole life and had coaches. You know, my yeah. Whole so, life. yeah, they've they've. Had people call you a piece of dirt for a long time, then. Yeah, the the the, the, the mind fuck games I've had. Right, right. So, right. um, it was it, no, it was you know it was for me it was a wake up call to you know and, and 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 you know there was a lot of things that I was exposed to initially that I'm like, well, why didn't I get this at home? Why didn't I get? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. A little bit yeah. of the the structure, the discipline, the you know the accountability, the Sure. You know, I mean, the, 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 you know, they talk about esprit de corps. I mean, you know, a top level athlete doing what I did in, in athletics. Um, you had to have some discipline and some hard work effort or yeah, some hard and, work ethics there, right? And, yeah. And taking care of your, 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 your guy next to you and your six. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, anyhow, that, um, you know, there's a lot of PT, a lot of, a lot of drill, a lot of. Yeah. How about that? How, how was a running? I mean, I know you're an athlete, but athletes, uh, your, your type of sport athletes are not long distance runners. Yeah. So it's a great question. And you know, the, you know, the PFT at the time to get a 300 PFT, you had to run three miles under 18 minutes. Right. So that yeah, was, that's a movement. you know, that was not something I was not a, I was not a guy that was running, you know, a 5k, uh, every week. Um, Right, so, right. I, you know, I had I had to I, work at it. I'm five eight myself, and it, you know we got to stride out. It's I think I think it's harder for us guys to run fast anyway. Yeah. Um. So uh, maybe I don't know if you had that those issues as well, but they're going to make you adapt to it, right? Yeah. So it took me it took me a good forty five days to be able to really you know get my mile uh you know in that in the area uh, where I yeah. should be because I wanted to. Be, I want to be a 300 PFT or coming out of boot yeah. camp. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> at 23, when you hadn't been running like that, Ugh. it took me a little bit, but I got there and I was, okay. you know, I was a 300 PFT or coming out of boot camp. Yeah. All the upper body stuff was probably easy for you, but uh, yeah, but that running boy, that, that, no jokes. You know I mean? Uh, whenever you see those big, like um, Marines in the movies, you're like, Oh, that guy's huge. And you're like, that guy probably has trouble running. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you run into uh, rangers or seals, and those guys aren't beefy, beefy. You know, because it's there's too much uh, long distance in there to be that. Big. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, when you so when you find out your job, 
found out, um, you know, a month, or I should say about three weeks before graduation. Uh, they told me I was going to be an 0811. I'm like, what the fuck is an 0811? <laughs> right. And they said, yeah, Artie, artillery. I'm no like, kidding. Yeah, so, uh, you know. My, but you my, had no my, say in it, right? I mean, they. No, because I was open, open contract. contract even, so, even, yeah. even, though, even though my ASVAB score was off the roof, you know, you know off the chain. Yeah. <laughs> um, high. You know, they just put you up a contract and you deal with it. Yeah, right, right. And you, and you know, you know, when you're at your, you know, in your new job, I mean, <clears throat> or I should say, your new MOS, you Army guys say jobs or Air Force guys. Uh, yeah. No, Air you Force say MOS. Guys. You say MOS in Army. Not Air Force. Air Force says job. Yeah, Air Force there, says. Theirs is called an AFSC, but they say yeah. job. So whatever. <laughs> Just kidding, guys. Um, but. Um, so, you know, uh, they tell me I'm going to go to Lawton, Oklahoma and learn how to shoot yeah, artillery yeah. and fire, you know, call them, you know, fire direction control and all that. So what did you go in? Uh, did your training go? Uh, were you on the gun? You were, you were a forward observer. Uh, you're in the FTC. What did you do? So I was, I was or they the train you on, in everything. And then... Yeah, train just in everything, but I was on a gun. Okay. I was on a one hundred eight, which is a one five five voucher. The old yeah. cannoneer hop. I was, I, I was, I was looking on the internet trying to find out that whole script. If you remember, I'm the number one man. I'm the number three man. You know that. Yeah. Um, just, just get, just, just get the round in the in the yeah. chamber. And <laughs> right. Make sure you got the powder and the the azimuth. Is, make sure you got the coordinates right. And just shoot the fucker. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and those bubbles better be level. So bubbles uh, better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just give us the just give us the coordinates to make sure we dial the coordinates in. Make sure we have the proper charge. And yeah, yeah. So the one nine eight, which is what they assigned you to, and you were, that's a one five five millimeter toad, right? Correct. Um, what was your first assign? Oh wait, wait. How long did you go? So it was like six months, right? Did you go six months to Fort Sill? Yeah, yeah. So you're getting out of there early ninety, right? Yep. Right. We're getting out of there right when. Saddam was talking about possibly yeah. going into Kuwait. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I remember that time for it. I had, I paid no attention to it. I knew there was unrest, but there had been unrest in the Middle East for a long time. Um, and it wasn't until he rolled over the line. He's like, "Holy! I guess he was serious." Yeah, this time <laughs> he was serious. This time yeah. he yeah. wasn't just firing scuds. He, this time he right did the whole shebang and 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 you know actually with, with, when that happened we were in okinawa we were in japan we were in japan <clears throat> oh wait 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 before you get there what uh so you graduate out of fort uh fort sill and where'd they stick you what's your first assignment so i mean you know 29 palms was our is where we were at and who are you with uh 311 hotel okay. 311 okay yeah and uh I, I, I now educate me um is that uh, how do the Mews and the MEFs work? Marine Expeditionary Unit, Marine yeah. Expeditionary Forces. So, right, right. So, a Mew, a Mew is is basically always on the water. Oh, okay, okay. And it's a it's a quick response, and you know, anywhere I want to say twenty to thirty thousand Marines, yeah, you know, on the water, or, uh, you know, wow. any one time. I had no idea there was that many. <laughs> I could be wrong on my map, but I, if I'm not mistaken, it was the Mew was was the was organized or created to be able to put thirty thousand troops on the ground right now. Yeah, yeah, that's smart. Yeah. Um, 
Where was your unit part of a mu or a meth, or am I screwing the whole organization? No, at that time we were we were we were on uh, what was called UDP unit deployment. Okay. Into Okinawa for um, training in Okinawa, and then some cold weather training in Fuji. Oh God! Wow. <laughs> so I, I climbed Mount Fuji twice while I was in Fuji. So wow. we, were, we were, yeah, it was Fuji. I love Japan. So we were um, uh, doing cold weather training in Fuji. That's when I did the, uh, you know, hump Fuji twice. Yeah. And um, how high is Fuji? I I, I can't remember. Um, okay, I'll, I'll look it up. Like um, so, you know, you know, when you're, you know, when you're young and yeah, in shape anyway, uh, you know, I, we would, we would climb Fuji, then we'd get on a train and go down to, you know, Yokota or Yokosuka yeah. on a train yeah. and come back and run in the morning. It was just, wow. <laughs> just craziness. Anyway. How long um, did UDP last then? Typically, a unit deployment six months. Okay. <laughs> and we were about. I want to say we were about four months into a six-month pump or deployment when um, – Now we're at Saddam, right? Yeah, yeah. that's when Saddam um, yeah. invaded Kuwait. And, and then, you know, we, we were – so there was already a mu in the area. Okay. Um, and then we were in, in Japan, and, and then they, you know, they took us right into Riyadh. So how that when that whole thing went down, right? Um, are they like, hey, don't call anybody? You know, you guys are on the ship. You know, no outside communication once you leave here, and that's it, right? You're done. Yeah, yeah. Because they can't risk it. They can't risk any leaks. They can't risk any of that stuff, right? Yeah, you're done. You're done. Wow. How long did it take you to steam from Okinawa over to the Middle East? Then? <clears throat> Took about three weeks. Two and a half. Two and a half weeks. Wow. Um, wow. On the water, and then, um, <coughs> and some of us flew in from March Air Force Base. Oh yeah, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's, and also some of some of us flew in from Japan. So there was some on ship, some flying in. What did you do? Were you on ship? Or were you on? What did you fly in? Flew in. Okay. So uh, now you step off in the desert. Jeez. <laughs> yeah there we were and you know you know the, the whole thing was weapons of mass destruction and you know all the all the oh, yeah. training to yeah. get ready you know so one of my my biggest fear my biggest fear was being able to don and clear a gas mask fast enough oh yeah know? yeah um <clears throat> so that was my biggest fear and, 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 and candidly you know the first time we heard the sirens i i had that fucker on so fast i was like really yeah did yeah, did you was, guys normally was that part of your uh, your loadout normally? Um, as far as what the, the gas mask and yeah, yeah, because I know the army calls it TA fifty. It was all part of our TA fifty. We had to carry that damn thing everywhere. Yeah, mops. Um, yeah, mops. Yeah. yeah so. But I didn't know yeah, if you guys yeah, yeah. had to also. So. Yeah. Had that with us the whole time. And, so yeah. Hussein rolls in uh, in August. Um, I, I assume you guys get there, what, September, October? September, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, geez, now, training's easy then because now you're, you're, in the, you're in the thick of it, right? Yep. This is real world now. Real so, world, geez. you know, out there with the, with the Bedouins and the camels. Oh, God. You know? 
and uh, hit our spider hit scorpion our fights, fires. right? Sama- Saddam had already started some fires. He had already started some oil wells on fires. Oh, he did. He did. <laughs> yeah, there was some of that kind of stuff going on. So, um, uh, you know, on a side note, I don't want to get ahead of us, but uh, did you come back with any of that sick? No, you know, I um, syndrome stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm 100 disabled, uh, PTSD, yeah. but that's a combination of you know Saudi Somalia and uh, life yeah, right right you know? we got a we got a long way to go for you so yeah um so let's get uh how was when did the when the damn air war start was that december so um desert shield uh, i'm trying to remember i may have been january yeah you know, we, we, we may, well but i i i off from memory i can't remember i only you know i, I really remember um uh you know, just all the training up to the point of when we when when we got to go for the ground war. Yeah, yeah. You know, everything we we prepped, um, we prepped four months for the breach and, and for the ground war. Um, <coughs> you know, and what's what is today? February twenty second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the ground war started on February twenty fourth, and um, right, nineteen ninety one. And you're right. Yeah, January sixteenth, the air war started. Yeah, January. Yeah, I want. Yeah, I want to say yeah, it was January. And, I remember. Uh, I, I remember uh, a buddy of mine who was over there, and he said, after a couple of weeks of that, when they still kept going with that air war, you almost felt sorry for those guys because they well, were yeah, dropping no, I, so much ordnance. I'm here to tell you, we were 50 miles from it. Yeah, the B-52s, the MLRSs, the yeah, the yeah. F-16. I'm just telling you, OMG, really. Like literally ground shaking, right? I feel the earth move. <laughs> I feel the sky tumbling. Well, down. there's nothing that makes it more real than that, right? I suppose right? it got real. Yeah, yeah. All I could think about is, I'm fucking glad I'm not over there. Yeah, no kidding, right? So, you know, so, it was. It, you know, I, I I tell people all the time, uh, the, you know, when, when you talk about shock and awe, yeah, I, yeah. I, I can't even. Yeah. Well, and you said that I know that ran for almost a month or maybe a little bit longer, but on February 24th, they kicked off prior yeah. to that. When you got your when did you know your sectors? Right. When did you know your lanes that you guys were going to go? Um, well, yeah, we we, we, we kind of, you know, it, it moved. It moved all the way till until it, it was it was it was all the way till we it was go. You know, and it, it, and the last yeah. like 16 hours prior to the ground, you know, there was a big swing. I mean, we we, you know, we went from one area all the way to another area. You know, the first tanks was with us um, out of you know the the first tank division, the army uh, task force rippers. Oh yeah, we, we, right. Yeah, so we were right. we were task force rippers who we were. Oh, you were no kidding. Yeah, yeah, we were task force ripper and. Um, um, you know, but prior, prior to us doing, going through the breach, you know, we were at Kofji. We got, that's the first time we engaged the Republican guards. And that's when the Republican guards came with their turns to the rear, and, which is an international sign of surrender. And then turned around and opened up fire on us. That was a bad day for the Republican guard. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, yeah. We, I mean, you guys, I, I was just reading how the Marines just tore through Kofji. And, yeah. and all the way up through there, right? Yeah. And that, that, nobody could have stopped us. 
Did you see the streams of Iraqis giving up? Did you drive by them? Yeah. And they were yellow and cowardly. They're cowards. They were cowards. They were, but in fairness to them, they just got their ass whooped. They just got bombed for 30 days. They just got bombed for 30 <laughs> days. I mean, they were. Right, right. Said, I don't take a shower now for a day. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was, I was struck. I remember after the war that they, they, had, I was at Fort Hood at that time. Uh, which is where the second armored was, which is the I think first brigade tied in with you guys. Yeah, um, yep, first. They had set up some <laughs> kind of not necessarily a museum, but they had set up some displays of what it was like over there, and they they showed some of the Iraqi equipment, and they built some mock bunkers. And I was I was surprised to see how small they were compared to us. You know, generally the Iraqi soldiers were you know not fed as well, and they didn't grow as big, and they were smaller men essentially yeah yeah um and i read how as you were moving forward there were so many pow's that they were just like just go just point to the rear and just walk right yeah 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 that's amazing yeah it was it was it was you know was, i mean it was a lot there was it was it was worse than what's coming over the border right now when i say God, worse right. i mean it was just they were yeah they were right. giving up the they, you know you knew they were done you know what I'm saying? And and, yeah. and, and and honestly, you know, Saddam kind of put him out there to die anyway. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, the defense wasn't he didn't, there. He didn't support him. He didn't, you know, nothing. Yeah. So yeah. kind of just put him out there. So he, did, he dug those tanks in and said, you're on your own, boys. <laughs> um, the uh, How many rounds do you think he fired? You talking about from my M16 or from my... No, uh, no, from uh, how many fire missions do you guys have? Fire missions? Um no less than 200. I was going to say, because you guys were moving so fast. I don't know how many times they had uh, opportunities to set up and, and yeah, fire. I mean, and fire you know, we, we, I mean, when I said, you know, that was when we were prepping, we were prepping the battlefield. Yeah. But, okay. But when All we right. were moving, no, we weren't, no, it was, we were, we were rolling and it, yeah. was, it was small arms. You know, we weren't stopping to fire. We were, <clears throat> we were, um, we were going to, you know, <clears throat> Kill the enemy. Yeah. Yeah, we were, no, we were, we were going into Kuwait to go ahead. I mean, you know, not, not just take Kuwait, but, you know, yeah, drive them into the sea, essentially, right? Yeah. Nothing nothing would have stopped us, you know, if we want to go into Baghdad or up into wherever else. You know what I mean? Well, now, now the subsequent days, right? I know the first day felt sort of, well, maybe uh, you guys moved so far so fast, but uh, they counterattacked on the subsequent days, right? Did you get any? Uh, did you feel any of that where you were? No, we were moving so fast. Oh, you were. We, okay. Yeah, we were. We, no, we because we did the flank. You know that that yeah. flanking. Yeah, yeah. You, you were down south, right? Coming up. Uh, <coughs> coming up around, swinging up around, sweeping up around. And, I mean, we were there. You know, start on the twenty fourth, and you know, on the twenty seventh. Yeah, hundred hours. Right. Yeah, on twenty seventh we stopped, let the Kuwaitis catch up to us, and then oh, we awesome. we let the Kuwaitis catch up to us, and and, and ceremonially let the the Kuwaitis go in be in front of us. Right. On on, on February twenty eighth, when we had already kicked ass and took all the names. Yeah, I was like, go ahead, go stand on the stage. So... Go, <laughs> you know. Right. And then and then you know the the ground war ended February twenty eighth, nineteen ninety one. On my twenty fifth birthday, I was at the Kuwait wow. Embassy. So, wow, that's 
That's the best birthday present ever. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, yeah. Especially since you guys had just gone through all those months of, you know, God drive you crazy, right? You're yeah. like, uh, are we going to face our death? Are we going to, how nervous we're going to be? Um, how much we're going to see? And then you finally get to where they call it. That had to yeah. be the biggest relief ever. Oh, man. It was. <laughs> um, so they called a war, and then now you're mopping up, I suppose, right? How, how long did you have to stay there after the war was done? Uh, 45 days, and then finally out of country. Oh, that's um, not so bad. I know yeah, they stuck 45. some army units over there for like six months to a year. Yeah. Up, you know, yeah. So. You guys normally relieve us, and yeah. And then, well, and then we, well, we could, you know, you know the deal. Yeah, well, speaking of that, and that's going to dovetail nicely into Somalia, right? Yeah. So we, um, so we come back. Um, oh, wait. Before we leave that, I wanted to. What struck you the most about Desert Storm? You know that four days. Does anything stand out for you? Stand out, real um, memorable, or something you don't want to remember? What What really What really stood out was our military might. Okay, yeah, and then, and you know, uh, our um, our ability to move, react, navigate, and take on the enemy, and just you know, kill the enemy. You know that you know. to to be able to see it, and you may be you may be the last generation to have seen big maneuver war like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but to, but to see it all work, and you're like, oh, yeah. it really does work. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, it was. Yeah, I mean, you know, to orchestrate that and to see the amount. I mean, you know, the first ta first tanks was with us, like I told you. Yeah, you know, and they, and they did the flank. You know yeah. what I mean? They yeah. they went, they did the flanking, and you know, first tanks rolled through our area for nine hours. God dang! Between the tanks and the Five tons and the water buffaloes. Yeah. And the, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm just like, what the, the? These motherfuckers don't know what's coming. You were you know? part of a, yeah. You were part of a military force that's never been seen on this planet. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was. So, so to, 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 to honestly, you know that 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 was so impressive, and to, and you know, and to see our military might at Kofchi, see the F-16s coming in, the warthogs coming, just to. Oh. Just the, you know, the the power, yeah, yeah. just yeah. The, that was unleashed. So I hope that answers the question. Mark. Absolutely, yeah, that's absolutely. I mean, and but you know, like I said, in perspective, um, I think it'll be rare that we ever have a big maneuver war like that. And I, I think you were part of that. In all respect to the World War II guys and what they what they were able to accomplish, the the lethality of the force that you were part of. And never been seen in the world, you know. Yeah, it was. They've so never seen an army like that. When, when you hear them talk about shock and awe, I mean, that's it was yeah. shock and awe. Yeah. yeah. All right, so forty-five days, they stick you back on the ship, and they say. So you're actually, going... we got to fly back home. We got to. Fly oh, you back did. Home. Oh, yeah, lucky got... you. Yeah. We got after to you, after you had home. to railhead all your equipment, right? Yeah. No, we got to fly back home. Uh, we flew into March, and you know they put us in these parades and stuff. And I'm, oh, you did know, they really? Yeah, or they tried. We we only didn't. We only went in, in one, and, yeah. and you know, I, I had a, I had a very hard time with it because I didn't agree with how we treated people when they came back from Vietnam. Um, right, right. 
I didn't I didn't see myself as a hero. I just saw yeah. myself as somebody that was in the Marine Corps that that served his country during combat. And, well, and know. and in all fairness, that was part of what turned the public around. You know, I mean, because uh, we saw the '80s, we knew the '80s. The early '80s were still pretty pretty <laughs> lousy for military. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think t- thanks to Reagan and thanks to some other uh, poli- or public shifts, uh, you know, they started coming around. Desert Desert Storm was what I think really turned the public in the military's favor. So you, at least you got yeah, to see and, and 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 you know, I, I kind of I kind of got a little miffed a little bit, you know, sometimes because they always had rear echelon people. But they was always, you know, showing on TV as you know, I'm like, I still get mad whenever I hear a politician is like, "Hey, I deployed to CENTCOM headquarters." I was like, "CENTCOM headquarters is in Florida." Yeah. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? So yeah, you you you, uh, you weren't shit. You weren't shitting where you were eating. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Exactly. And, and you weren't so. burning your own shit. But only guys like us see that, you know, we because we know yeah. the details. We're like, that guy didn't do anything. And my my exactly. wife gets mad at me. She, because I like what? Where did he deploy with? You know, who did he deploy with? Jag. He deployed with the Jag Corps. Judge Abbott. Yeah. He's sounds like one Jag off. Yeah. <laughs> many jag. actually, it was many. It was a Jag. Uh, it was a Jag off circle. If you know, so. <laughs> uh, so how they they gave you uh, well an unintended downtime. Uh, when did you get back to it? And uh, Somalia's looming, right? The next, yeah, uh, probably in the next year. So this is like ninety one. We're talking ninety one, right? Yeah, ninety two. Yeah, yeah. And um, so uh, you know, we had a lieutenant colonel that that missed Desert Storm. Uh, you know, I'm already unit, and he missed yeah. Desert Storm, and uh, he did not want to miss Mogadishu. So, uh, we're like, come on, man, we're done. You know, I, we're, you know, I'm, I mean, I get out in 93, I'm supposed to get out in July of 93. Anyway, so our Lieutenant Colonel puts us up to, uh, go to Mogadishu as an infantry battalion. So first time. Oh, you're kidding. No. That was like an in lieu of order. So you just, uh, you're not even doing your primary MOS there. Correct. We, we deployed, uh, you know, we deployed to, to Somalia as a infantry Wow, for and that was part. Was it a UN mission at the time? Yes, it was. It was Operation Restore Hope. Oh yeah, yeah. And the mission changed multiple times when we were in Mogadishu. When we first got there, uh, it was to um, support um, grain uh, getting to the uh, UN Red Cross. The relief uh, efforts, right? It was relief efforts, right? Because. The, the pirates and Adid and all his skinnies were, you know, basically right, right, um, you know, eating cot all day and and you know taking all the grain and you know the you know, the people with all, the most weapons would would have all the grain. yeah it was it was uh, warlords going on Correct. over there right Correct. So and this is they, this they, is going to be interesting. I'm going to stop you before you go into this because. Most of us, and especially me, I was Army at the time, but most of America only knows Somalia from Black Hawk Down. And that's right? such and, bullshit. And, and I read the guy's book, and if you, if you start at the beginning, uh, it, I think it, his book starts when the Rangers take over from the Marines. When, so, I, when I say it was bullshit, uh, what, I, what I mean by it is 
Um, and I, I mean no disrespect to my brothers. To, yeah, to, no, no, to, no. I mean, no. I'm, but <clears throat> what I'm saying is that's all anybody remembers is that. Right. Black right. Hawk Down. And I'm like, guys, do you even know what happened? And, and That led up to it. Yeah. That led up to it. <clears throat> I mean, when, when we got in country, the UN peacekeeping force was the Pakistanis. Golly, really? You want to talk about. How was dealing with those guys, man? Oh, my gosh. So the Pakistanis had the Somalis inside every perimeter. And when oh, we get, you know, it, it was the first amphibious landing, um, Marine amphibious landing since um, the Korean War. <laughs> CNN was, you know, on the beach and all that bullshit. Anyway. Oh, yeah. So oh. we get in country and, you know, we get there and the, 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 the Pakistanis, it's like, you know, they had they had the Somalis inside of every perimeter, and we're just like, oh, they got they got they got AKs, they got yeah, they got mortars. What are you? What are, these aren't your fucking buddies? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. And so we immediately had so they had them inside. So we were at the airport. Uh, we also had K7. We also had the port. <clears throat> we also had the embassy, and we also had the soccer field. Okay, you know that All that right. soccer field on Black Hawk Down that they they ran. To. Yeah, right, yeah, right. And where they ran from was. 15 miles they don't run 15 miles no they caught they used to call that the mogadishu mile because it was like a it wasn't 15 miles it maybe a may have been a mile but I don't yeah, know. yeah so 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 when we when we got into mogadishu like i said the, the the initial push was to ensure grain shipments got to the red cross yeah. distribution centers and and to secure not just the port, but to secure those areas. You yeah. know what I mean? Right, right. And and it's exactly what we did. Um, you know, you see on 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 on, um, on Black Hawk Down that Bacara Market. Yeah. You know, remember Bacara Market? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. That was a big part <laughs> of the big part of the battle there, actually. So our first time down Bacara Market. Now that's where they do all their trading of, of their food, whatever yeah. food they had, and you know, it's basically their main main distribution facility for commerce when we go in there now we're at five tons of mechanized we're in hummers right yeah our first down that time down Bacara market we couldn't even go three miles an hour it was that crowded right is that full thank you yeah it was yeah we couldn't even go three miles an hour and and you know there was people everywhere there was you know somalis everywhere there was packs it was just it was just not a good scene Tension's pretty high there. White knuckling that uh high. No, at pretty... the time, at the time, I wasn't. I wasn't wearing. I wasn't a guy that wore glasses. Yeah. And I have chrysanthemums in my eyes because, okay. because I, you know, I just I didn't want to give anybody any opportunity to, to rake my face or anything. Yeah. But sure. I'm in the Hummer. I'm in the Hummer, and Gunny Condi was who, who was in the passenger side, front passenger of the Hummer. Gets he has these Oakleys on, and a Somali rakes his face for the Oakleys. Oh yeah. Oh wow! He hit, he hit that. He hit that. He hit that skinny in the back with the M two hundred three. Killed five of them. Oh my god! Really? <clears throat> right? Really? No, he, it was just no. It was like, right? Yeah, it was Wild yeah, West. So, huh? huh? Wild West out there. Yeah, exactly. You don't. You, you know. You, you so. <clears throat> I always t- tell the story this way. The first day we were going down there three miles an hour. Next day, 15, 25, 30 miles an hour. However fast we want to go through Bacara. Yeah, the, the 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 cowards were. Oh, come on!
right when it was getting good. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. So now I lost your picture. Okay. Now you're frozen. Right. There we go. Sorry about that. Oh, no problem. So, so um, the first time, so the first time when they hadn't seen you, right? The only ones that they had really seen were Pakistanis. Now the, the U.S. Marines come rolling. They, they had never seen. They had never seen a Marine. And so they they were like, well, we're treating them the same way, right? Exactly. And and that's and, uh, and we set the tone early. Yeah, yeah. That's what I understood is that you guys kind of had it in order, and it wasn't until the handoff to to the Rangers. Now, no offense against the Rangers, it's whatever the leadership was, right? Well, yeah, um, I'll. I'll I don't mean to cut you off, Marty, but so no, no I'm sorry. <clears throat> so we secured to. we secured that, and, and and that first mission was was done. Okay, we okay. we got all the grain, everything, and we had we had these guys on lockdown. Yeah, and yeah. then it then it switched into now we got to go disarm the Somalis. Ugh. So now we got to put sea bags on our back and go door to door and disarm the the Somalis. Now, the weapons that we were disarming were all Russian made weapons, sickle and hammer. Yeah. Oh really? Really? You know, you know, pistols, yeah. AKs with the marine with the with the excuse me with the um, sickle and hammer on it. And yeah. when you when you have when you're sitting in Mogadishu, Africa, and you have a, a Russian-made weapon, and you're taking off skinnies in Mogadishu, Somalia, you're like, okay, one, this shit is real. You know, the, you know, I mean, Russians do sell weapons, yeah. but yeah. but but also, you know, it also brings in the reality that you know we sell weapons. You know, yeah. I mean, I mean, they're not, you know, I, I don't fault the Russians when I say I don't fault them. I mean, <clears throat> we do the same thing. Right. right. You know, we're still doing, you know, we, we still arm. Combatants. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. We still yeah. arm people that are sticking up for democracy. And I, and I, I understand that and I support it. Yeah, sure. But as an American, you know, that, that remember when Russia was Russia, yeah, not what it is today. Um, <clears throat> that was pretty eye-opening. Uh, sure, we're, I mean we're not we're a couple of years away from the, or removed from the Cold War. Right? <laughs> yeah, so the wall had just come down in Berlin, yeah. you know, like t five years prior or whatever. So anyway. all that attitude didn't just go away when the wall came down. Exactly, yeah, it was still aggressive exactly. attitude towards each country. So exactly. So um, <clears throat> so we so we you know going door to door we're sea bags hold, you know, even through the Bacara market, you know, taking away weapons. Um, and, and it, we got that done. So that, were they, that was just, were they resistant, whichever was everyone resistant to give up their weapons or if, if they were, it wasn't a good day for them. Oh, all right. I mean, so maybe they learned after the first couple, they're like, okay, maybe we just, yeah, no, it should get, you know, when we open up a, a sissy cow on you. Yeah. Yeah. And we we call in some warthogs and you know fire support. Um, yes, I care. Take it. <laughs> right. You know we pop some two or threes at you. Well, you it's know? just like what you said. From day one to day two, now they know what they're dealing with. So yeah, uh, it's not the same ball game. Yeah, it was, the rules of engagement were engaged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. So wow. um, so that so we so we got done with that part of it, and then it was. Foot patrol going on foot patrol, um, oh. door to door, um, seeking out the bad guys and seeking out you know people that are trying to hide the weapons and 
<laughs> and that's when um, that's when I lost Domingo Arroyo. Um, so let's tell, yeah, I, I was just about to bring him up. So we got ambushed by three 15-year-old Somalis, left flank, right flank, direct front. Um, on a foot patrol? Yeah, on foot patrol uh, at night. And, you know, Domingo and I were very, very good friends. Um, Domingo and I served in Desert Storm together. We were at Lawton together. He was FTC. Oh, no kidding. Um, yeah, he was he was FTC for us in Com, yeah, um, Puerto Rican from New York, and you know whoever listens to the podcast, you want to look up Domingo Arroyo. That was yeah, uh, Domingo Arroyo, A R R O Y O. Rest in peace, brother. Domingo Arroyo um, Jr. Domingo Arroyo Jr. Yeah. Um, so when we got ambushed by these Somalis, um, I I had uh, five months left in the Marine Corps, and Domingo had three. <laughs> so. So, uh, but it, he was the only casual. He was the only casualty in that engagement. Correct, and that's you know, and, and you know, um, you know, as you know, as we were talking about earlier, you know, about Black Hawk Down and what people remembered. I mean, that you know, all this stuff that I just described happened, you know, prior to yeah, any, right. And this was over an eight month period. And you were there uh, for eight months. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Jeez. And I'd rather, do, I'd rather do another year in Saudi than another day of Mogadishu. Really? Yeah. <laughs> their lack of respect for human pe- beings. And so, I mean, I, for their know, own people, right? For their own people. I mean, I, you know, I, I watched them fight. I watched five-year-olds fight with 75-year-olds for some crack oh. RMREs, you know, <laughs> oh, I mean, and they would fight to the death for food. I mean, it was, it was, it was sad. I yeah. felt bad for them, but, um, you know, and they had to, so, you know, like I said, it started off with us, um, the Marines making sure that the grain shipments got from the port to the distribution centers for, for the Red Cross for yeah. feeding, the, 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 the relief effort for Restore Hope, and then we went into um, disarming the Somalis and then, you know, patrolling the streets and starting to fi- find Fahar Adin. They yeah, look for right, Adin. The warlord. Door to door. Now, um, after losing Domingo, you know General Johnson was our commanding general. Les Aspen was the Secretary of Defense. Oh, yeah, and, I remember. And, yeah. and Oakley was the UN ambassador for the U.S. In, in, uh, uh, for, excuse me, it was the UN ambassador you know, for uh, for for the U.S. in uh, Mogadishu. And um, I was in the room when General Johnson was talking to Aspen. Uh, Secretary of Defense Aspen and Aspen and Oakley said to, said to General Johnson said hey you know uh, great job you and your Marines have, have secured Mogadishu Mogadishu is secured you and your Marines have done a great job and he said uh, we'd like for you to stay back under you in command I'll say it again he said to the Marine General I would like he, he, he said you secured Mogadishu I would like for you and your Marines to stay back under your own command. Immediately, without even blinking, General Johnson said, with all due respect, <clears throat> Secretary of Defense, you said that the Marines have secured Mogadishu, correct? He said, yes. And he said, you want me to stay back under your own command? He said, I will not stay back under anybody's command. My Marines that. will not stay back under anybody's command other than a Marine general. Yeah. If you want somebody to stay back under your command, 
you ask those fucking army generals to stay back. Yeah. Me and my Marines were out of here. Good, good man. Good man for saying it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Our army, we never had any really generals that took care of us that way. You know what I mean? So, so they, they went and they asked, um, I believe it was the Mountain Division out of New York. I forget what it's called. Uh, Tenth Mountain. Tenth Mountain. I, I believe it was Tenth Mountain. Yeah. I, I, Tenth Mountain came over there. Yeah. <laughs> I believe Tenth Mountain stayed back under us. I mean, under you in command. So okay. we we landed LaGuardia. Us, uh, so we we demobilized. So we're, we're demobbing out. We're mobbing out. We landed LaGuardia. Black Hawk down. As wow, soon as that they fast? Knew, as soon as they 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 knew that UN was in command, they organized and they attacked. Now, now let, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this before. Because uh, we all know the story. I, like I said, I've read the book. I thought it was a great book. There was a lot of things not in the movie that were in the book. Um. And one of those things, and, and and the book does a good job of pointing out a lot of the the faults of, I think it was Garrison and 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 the the hasty plan that they came up with. But do you think that uh, the Somalis knew this transition was happening and maybe set this up to bait the U.S. to come in and and uh, uh, take on the army rather than take on the Marines? That's a far-fetched idea, but now that you're talking, maybe uh, maybe they did do something like that. Well, uh, you know, I, I will tell you that that they had no fear of the Pakistanis, and they oh, knew, sure. right, right, <clears throat> and they knew the UN was nothing but a bunch of pussies. Yeah, yeah, non-engagement, peace, love, yeah, and they've you never know, been charged you, with peace, anything. love, unicorns, and rainbows. Right, right. Now, and to uh, so the army's defense, you know, um, you know, they they were put in a bad spot. Uh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. They were put in a bad spot because they stayed back under your command, and they, and, but they, but they agreed to it. Yeah, and that, and there was a little bit of uh, glory seeking, I think, by some of the leaders of the army there, to kind of rush into doing some of these big deeds, which ultimately got them into some hot water. Yeah. So. Um, you know, I was done after Mogadishu. I lost my Marine. I lost Domingo. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> he was the first. He was the first American killed in Somalia. Correct. My Marine. My, my Marine. My patrol. Was he the only uh, Marine you guys lost over there? My, yeah, our unit. Yes. Okay. God yeah. darn it. Yeah. So. You both PFCs at the same time. Uh, Lance Corporals because oh, Lance Corporals because we came back when we came back from Saudi we had a little bit too much fun and we got in trouble and we got. <laughs> Let's just say we got piss tested and lost rank, but stayed in. So that's good. Yeah, hey, you know. I yep. mean, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a nice little sojourn there. Uh, but you're gonna earn it back, right? Yep. Uh, damn, that's uh, that that had to be tough. I, I, it, uh, uh, you still carry it, obviously, with you, right? Yeah rest of my life i mean i carry yeah, it with sure. me now i mean sure but it wasn't uh it wasn't necessarily uh like hey we turned the wrong way and this happened it was just uh they they ambushed you right yeah we got that we got an alley and and i mean 
the only way out was the way we came in, and he got hit in the head with the 50 cal. Yeah. Golly. Well. Yeah. Uh, um, well, good on you, Domingo Royal, and thanks for telling Absolutely. the story. Absolutely. Rest thanks in peace, brother. Story. That's great. Is he, uh, do you know where he's buried at? Yeah, he's buried at home in his uh, Puerto Rico. Oh, where he was okay. born. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So, yeah, you're you're two years mobilized now, about right? Yeah, I spent spent about forty about about, uh, about thirty six months of forty eight oh, months, must, you know, in, in combat yeah. or in the shit, yeah. so to speak. <laughs> Jeez, be nice to get back to some running water for a change, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, when did you get back? When did you get back to March? I'm sorry. When did you fly back into March, Air Force Base? Um, so we got back into March and right around February time frame. Of, February um, of uh, 90, 90, 90, 92. 90, no, 93. I got up July 93, so 93. Okay. All right. Yeah. I got up July, uh, July 31st, 1993. Did you know at that time? Was your enlistment about up? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because like I said, I had I, – I think I had six months, uh, four months. When D- Domingo had three months, I had six months left. And he got, I'm trying to remember, was it January? Yeah, January 12th, I believe, when Domingo. I believe yeah. it was January. Yeah. Um, so uh, no thought of re-upping? Not a chance. Not after, a chance. What you say, after what you went through? Yeah, not a chance. Um, you know, highly motivated, highly you know, dedicated, but, yeah, I, I was done. I was yeah, done. that's a lot. That's a lot to ask. And I was 27, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you got out, what'd you say, June of 93? July of 93. July and, of 93. And um, went right to, right to work in, uh, in, you know, in Vegas. I lived in Vegas for about 28 years. And... Okay. All right. So no, nobody trying to talk you out of it? Nobody like? Uh... No. I wouldn't have listened to them anyway. Yeah, you were done. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know you no through. reserve time. You just got straight out. So two years inactive, but I never. Oh, okay. Yeah. IRR. Yeah. 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 Well, damn. That's uh, looking back. Right. What are your thoughts on your career looking back? I mean, Jesus was a career dominated by two separate wars. Crazy. Yeah. Um, looking back, you know, uh, you know, obviously honored. Right. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Obviously, um, you know, uh, grateful to be alive. Yeah. But still, you know, knew and felt like there's a lot of bad people out there. Yeah, the and, world's uh, the world's a nasty place when you get out of this. Place, you know? And uh, you know, looking back at it, I learned a lot about things that a lot of people would never even understand. Sure, sure. Well, you also saw some things, uh, uh, how man can be to another man, right? The, yeah. The hor- yeah. the horrors that they can do to one another. Correct. Um, what was your, uh, I mean, other than that patrol with uh, Arroyo, right? Um, and, uh, and some of the other big highlights that you said, did you have any moments in there that you were just like, Hey, this is a beautiful spot, or this was a beautiful thing I saw, or 
No, <laughs> it's just a nasty world. For no, I, it, 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 you know, where I was, it was just like, you know, get me. I, I can't. I got to get through this. We yeah. got to get through this. We got to get home. <laughs> now, now I will say some Mogadishu. I bet you at some point, because it's right on the ocean, at some point it was probably a beautiful city, but. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. When it was when it was occupied by the European countries, probably it was, correct. You know, correct. But you know. yeah, I, 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 I'm not. I made that. You know. I made that comment. Uh, I was talking to some friends the other day, and you know, for the last what thirty years, when we when you see the Middle East, it's just crumbling buildings, and you're like, "When were those buildings any good?" Right. Like, oh, when the British and the French were in there, correct, <laughs> building all that stuff. So, wow, wow. What's the proudest moment you had of your career? What's your proudest moment? Getting home? Getting home alive? Getting home alive. Yeah. And and only losing Domingo Royal. Golly. You know, through yeah. through all that. Um, you know, only have only have one Marine casualty, you know, make it through Desert Storm. Through wars, yeah. Right. Make it through Mogadishu. Especially with all the accidents that can happen. Not even purposeful engagements, but accidents Correct. that can happen. Jeez. Friendly fire, I mean TV's sure. almost killed me twice. Vehicle you know, rollovers, you yeah. know, the, the waddies, right? The yeah. waddies over there yeah. had to be yeah. treacherous. Yeah. So, uh, and still, there was a whole ton of mines, even after the war. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, would you tell your kids to go in now? You know what? It's <laughs> a great question. Um my son, so I have a son that's so I'm my birthday is February 28th, as everybody knows, and my son's February 27th. Um, oh, wow! Wow, and um, if my, if my son wanted to, to go in the military, you know, I, you know, it's a great question because I used to tell everybody, you know, I, I don't understand how you don't go in combat, um, during wartime, um, or how you would ever avoid going to defend your country, you know, in war. Until yes. I did, it, until I did it twice. Right. It's yeah. not glamorous, you know. I still carry the scars, you know. I, I have PTSD. I've, I've. Ah. Oh. Welcome back. Yeah, I said I. You know, I, I carry the scars. I mean, I. I'm on my second marriage. Um, I, I drank too much. I, you know, I, 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 I've got, you know, some, some issues that I'm dealing with that I'm finally dealing with at 57. Good. Um, Good for as you. it pertains to, you know, PTSD and, and, and alcohol. <clears throat> um, so um, to answer your question, um, I know my son, if my son's anything like, anything like me, he's going to do whatever he, what he feels strongly about. We all do at that age, right? You know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I would just hope that he would, um, if he wants to go in, in the military, that he, that he goes in, not open contract. Get a job. Get a contracted job before you go in, right? Yeah, get a contracted job, and, 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 and it needs to correlate with something when you get out. Would you have rather been infantry? Would I have rather been infantry? Uh, yeah. Really? Rather than the artillery? Well, I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, you you did them both. I did one them both. more of your artillery, one more of your infantry. So yeah, I did them both. Um, yeah, I, 
I'm gonna, and, you know. and everybody knows Marines are all infantry at the heart, right? Yeah, yeah basic rifleman, correct. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got, if, if you'll allow me, I've got a more pressing question, actually, I, I, that I just thought of. So um, as, as we've been doing this podcast, you know, I've been doing this long-form podcast going on the fourth year. Uh, but I've also, we've also do a weekly podcast where, uh, you know, we talk to a lot of veterans and veteran groups, and we're having more representatives of veteran groups come on and trying to uh, advocate for uh, mental health and veteran outreach, right? And I have always said, because I've known enough veterans too, is that, yes, there are a slew of groups out there that are just desperate for veterans to come out. But if you take the average veteran, especially after he's seen maybe what you've seen, he'll sit at home and just like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go jack with that. I don't want to go out there. How do you reach the guys, if anybody listens to this, right, who's thinking, hey, I just got out. Uh, I don't want to go be a part of VFW or American Legion. Uh, I don't want to go, you know, I don't want to be that guy. Uh, maybe he's sitting and stewing too much and not really doing himself any good. How do you, going through what you have gone through, how do you reach out to somebody like that? If they hear you talk, what would you say to them uh, to make them convinced to go, hey, go and get some help or go out and, and socialize or get out of your house, you know? Well, I would, I would, I would tell them, that the enemy is in your mind. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You got to get out of your, out of your feelings and get around people <clears throat> that can love on you and care for you. And, and that you can have fellowship with. You don't have, you don't have to go to the VFW or American Legion to drink. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> you know, you can go around others that, that have, have similar backgrounds that you can have fellowship with and talk to and talk with and walk with. Yeah. Um, but, but more importantly, you know, God is our savior. I'm, I'm a believer in, in, in Jesus Christ. I Amen. believe that, that, Amen. that God um, does have a son and that, that his son did die for me. Yeah. Um, and um, I would, I would you know, really recommend, you know, getting involved in a church or a small group or, you know, really get around like-minded people that are going to help you, move forward from a, from a perspective that is <clears throat> more fellowship mm. and, you know, challenge to, to grow and learn and have love and support. You, you know, we need love, you know, we, yep. we need, and we need fellowship. We need to be able to talk to somebody. Yes. Somebody who, who understands. Somebody who's, yeah. Somebody who's, who understands, you know, and I've mentioned that before, too, because um, like my wife will say, well, you, you got to talk to somebody. I was like, you know, it, it's a there's, there's a difference of talking to somebody and then talking to somebody who can identify with what you're saying. Like, hey, I, you know, I chewed the same dirt. Right. As you Marines say, uh, I get it. And it's easier to talk to somebody like that who has uh, a, like, yeah. a likewise experience. Yeah, I, I you know, I. I made the mistake and I've made the mistake of, of not doing what I just said. Really? really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, w whether it's about combat or, you know, loss of a, a brother or loss of a s sister or loss of a mother or loss of a father or, yeah. you know what I mean? 
Um, you know, I, I, I would, what I would really say to, to the veteran community is find somebody that you can have fellowship with and talk with and yeah. talk to yeah. and share your, share your, your struggles, share your challenges because the devil is in your mind. And the devil, yeah. the devil is in your mind, and the devil wants to divide you. The devil wants to defeat you. And the more you sit at home uh, alone with the lights off, yeah, that's his playground, right? That's the devil's playground. Absolutely. Because it'll make you think screwed up. Yeah, that's great. That's great advice. That is great advice, Sam. And I'm glad you you said it, knowing that you went through it and you got I'm, yourself out I'm, of that. I'm going through it right now. Yeah. I'm going through it right now. Right, right. Well, I hope this can help. I hope this yeah, helped. You know, it, it does, and this is therapeutic for me. And that's, you know, that's why I told you, Marty, I wanted to do this, and, <laughs> and I'm so so honored and blessed. So, so thank you no, for I, this. Did we get it all? Did we get all of it? <laughs> no. I know we could talk some other stuff, but uh, we'll yeah. we'll do, we'll just do this one for now, and then we'll we'll get some later chapters where you can tell me some more stuff. You know, I appreciate it, Marty. Um, <laughs> You know, and, and, you know, I'd just like to say this, you know, um, you know, if God is for us, who can be against us? Can't be beat. So, and look at this little boy. Look at Lucas. Say hi. Look at Lucas. Hello. How are you? He's bringing me a hamburger. Thank you, son. Oh, wow. That's really good. He's going to be, Lucas, how old are you going to be at the end of the month? Six. Congratulations. That's a big six. Yeah. You gonna play football like your dad? Yeah. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks, Marty. Um, Lance Corporal you... Samuel Myers, it's been an honor and a privilege to get your story. Thank you for telling me. And then there's Abigail. Hi, Abigail. Hi. Are you putting up with your uh, little brother there? I didn't yeah. See you. Well, thank you so much. On behalf of Lance Corporal Myers, I'd like to thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed the show, and if you did, please leave a like and a comment and share the podcast with someone else. And as always, make sure to download the next episode for more service origin stories. So until next time, on your feet, dismissed!